You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 31. Howdy, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, a photographer and online marketing strategist for Western and creative businesses. Today, I am going to be taking on a bit of a challenge because, well, this is a podcast after all, and the topic that I'm going to be covering would normally be something that requires more visuals, but I refuse to let that hold me back. So the topic for today is how to take better Instagram photos. That's right, all my photography skills are coming out today, but this episode is not just for photographers. This episode is going to be for anyone with any kind of Instagram account, whether you are a business looking to up-level your product shots, a content creator who wants a little makeover without having to hire a pro, or just a mom who wants to learn how to take better photos of her kids, and day-to-day life. Basically, if you have a phone, an Instagram account, then this episode has something for you. Now, because this episode is fully audio, I want to invite you to check out the video version of this episode as well. I will link it in the show notes, but on that video, I will have graphics displayed and imagery that will better showcase the things that we talk about in this particular episode. If you want to check out the show notes for this one, head to sarahelrodblog.com slash takebetterinstagram. Instagram photos. Again, that is sarahelrodblog.com slash take better Instagram photos. Okay, now on to the show. Friend, what kind of business coach, mentor, educator, influencer? (laughs) Okay, not really. What, you know, but what would I be if I didn't give you my best kept secret for running a business? You know what I mean? Like, how rude would that be if I told, if I didn't tell you what was like the source of keeping my crazy entrepreneurial brain in order, in check, making sure I have happy clients and that all my shiz is in order. That just, that'd be wrong. So I'm gonna share it with you today. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's HoneyBook, okay? I know this ain't the first time you've heard about HoneyBook, especially if you've been listening to me, but if you still have not jumped on the HoneyBook train, Sister, we need to talk. HoneyBook is going to change your life. I remember two years ago, however long it's been, it wasn't honestly that long ago that I was like, I don't need HoneyBook. I'm not gonna use it. I have a system. I send contracts this way. This is how it works. Like, it's fine. My life is good. My photography business is rolling. We're good. We're Gucci. But then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just give it a shot. Let's try the free trial. You know what I mean? And I did it and holy cow, I'm never going back. HoneyBook is life-changing. I don't care what kind of business you are. If you're a photographer, if you are a shop, if you are some other kind of online business, if you have client work at all and you manage clients and things, you need HoneyBook, honey. And let me tell you why. You can send contracts. You can get paid online. You can have your clients digitally signed. So there's no more of that weird back and forth. Hey, please just mail me a scanned copy of your contract. And it's like super back and forth and you're waiting for like a week and it takes forever. No, no, no more of that. You can do it all super quickly. You can send questionnaires. You can send brochures. You can write notes. I mean, there is so much. Everything is so organized. You track your emails in there. So everything is all in one 
one place. Each client has their own client portal and their little, little section. So everything is just easy to access and to find and you will never ever have to go searching through your inbox for information ever again. It's life-changing, you need it, but you know, if you don't wanna just take it from me, take it and you know, learn from yourself. You can head to sarahelrod.com slash honeybook to start a free trial and get a discount when you decide that you cannot live without HoneyBook because let's be honest, that's gonna happen, I promise you. So again, that is sarahelrod.com slash honeybook to get started with your client management today. So most of you probably already know, but I am a photographer currently specializing in Western weddings and couples. I've been a photographer for about eight years now in total, working as a professional for like four years-ish. My work over the years has changed drastically as I started to find my style and become who I wanted to be. And I know that sounds like a little fluffy, but it's really true. The more that I became my best self was when my work really started to shine. But there've also been a lot of trends over the years that have changed and I've had to adapt to them. And the work of Western weddings or the like niche of Western weddings is so much bigger now than it was when I first started getting into it. And when I first started branding myself as a Western wedding photographer, I probably knew like four to five Western wedding photographers across the country. And now it seems like every single person that I coach is stepping into this particular niche and this industry, which I think is totally awesome. Like the more the merrier, welcome friends. Um, but the more trendy that things get, AKA something like Western weddings, the more the images kind of start to blend together. And a lot of people have similar styles and their images look relatively similar. And I don't mean that to be like, OMG, no one is original anymore like get your own thing but I do mean it to say that the trendier that something becomes and the same thing happened with like traveling and destination weddings like it was a very similar situation um the more trendy that something becomes the more commonalities that everyone shares within that industry and particularly when it comes to something like images on Instagram for that particular thing photographers or or not, no matter what industry you're in, I tend to see two key things that I think people are missing the mark on when it comes to their photos and it's not setting them apart from everyone else in their industry. The first thing is they're not creating a recognizable brand for themselves. And secondly, the images do not showcase their business or their brand well. So probably 99% of people that I talk to will say things like, yeah, but Sarah, my life is not that interesting. I never know what to post because my days are always going to look the same. Now, let me be clear. You can build a solid brand that people connect with and recognize even if you feel like you have the most boring life on the planet. Because trust me, 90% of my time every single day is spent sitting at a desk staring at a computer screen. So let's quit the chit chat. I'm done telling you my little stories. Let's get into the actual tips of this episode. So the first thing I wanna talk about are presets. There is kind of this ongoing controversy about whether or not having a beautiful aesthetic feed actually matters or not. And we often say, and I'm totally guilty of this, that done is better than perfect. And there is full truth in that. But let me just say this. I believe both things. 
pretty aesthetic, perfectly curated feeds are beautiful and will 100% grab someone's attention more than just a bunch of photos that were not planned. But I also believe that people crave authenticity and want real life from people that they follow. So why not just do both? My biggest secret is presets. Full on, it's how I get my feed looking aesthetic. I used to be terrified of posting iPhone photos next to one of my clients' work like images, like a wedding or something, because I thought it would just make my feed look super tacky, having like this beautiful professional photo and then like a selfie. But after I started using the same presets that I edit my client work on with my phone images, I realized that they actually can mesh together really well when done right. Now, if you aren't totally sure what a preset even is, basically they're just filters for your images that can help you create an overall mood across all of your images no matter what they are and that way whether it was a photo taken on your camera professional camera or just an iphone you can have a similar look that is fully apparent as you're scrolling down your feed on instagram and I actually put together an entire blog post with some really pretty presets attached to it that you can purchase and download right now. So if you want to get some of those or check them out, you can head to sarahelrodblog.com presets to purchase and download some of my favorites that I have found. Okay, so the second thing that I want to talk about is lighting. A huge game changer for any photos that you take, iPhone or with a professional camera, the, the whole big life-changing factor of it is going to be lighting. If you are able to maintain a similar lighting style across your images, your feed is going to appear a lot more pleasing to the eye. The best way or the best type of lighting, I guess, is going to be either window lighting or open shade. Window lighting is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's lighting that is glowing in through a window. Typically, it's much softer, it's more even, and it just has a very flattering look to it about uh, like on your skin, on any type of skin. And if you're shooting outdoors, like let's say you're you're outside, you don't have a window, something, um, or you just want to be like out in a field or something, then the best place to find the best lighting is going to be open shade. And that could be next to a building where a large amount of shade is cast onto the ground or even on a cloudy day when the skies are overcast and the ground is completely shaded. Trees can work sometimes, but you have to be careful because when the sun shines through a tree, through all the leaves, it can leave speckled lighting and your face could have uneven spots on it. Now, both of these lighting situations will create really pretty evenly cast soft light across your skin or any products that you might be shooting. And if you didn't notice, these are both also natural natural lighting. Now, there's just something to me about using the good old sun that God gave us instead of setting up a bunch of soft boxes in a studio, but that's just my own opinion. However, if you do need to use artificial lighting for whatever reason, I recommend using a ring light. They tend to give off the best replica of window lighting and they're really not that expensive. You can find them on Amazon. I think there's a popular one called like the Diva ring light or something, so I would maybe check that out. Now, as a 
a professional photographer shooting portraits, I'm also a big fan of backlighting, which is usually best around sunrise or sunset during what we call golden hour. And this is when the sun is directly behind my subject that I'm taking a photo of, and it creates this really pretty halo effect around their body or their head or whatever I'm taking a picture of. I love this is my favorite. This is probably what I do 99% of the time when I get the chance to choose the lighting for photo shoots, but I don't find that it works that well on iPhones or when shooting on, like when you have a camera on um, auto mode. So it's best to stick to backlighting if you know how to use a DSLR camera in manual mode. The next thing I want to talk about are graphics and flat lays. So I know this episode is all about how to take better photos, but this next tip could actually get you out of that at least some of the time. Something I like to incorporate into my Instagram feed that still allows me to stay on brand, but doesn't require so much work on my end itself is using graphics, flat lays, and stock images. Graphics are a fun way to share quotes on your feed, showcase a tutorial, or even just to add some negative space to break up your feed a little bit. And I like to add in graphics when I feel like my feed is maybe getting too clustered or busy looking. Graphics can easily be created in programs like Canva or Photoshop. And I would just plan to add them in like I would any other image, creating a diverse and unique looking Instagram feed. And I usually think that people that have graphics on their feed tend to stand out to me a little bit more because they're pretty basic often. You don't want to make a graphic that's like super busy. I like to leave lots of um, negative space and keep them pretty simple looking and I think they're pretty eye-catching when they're more minimal and neutral. Another way to break up your feed is using flat lays. These images are things that you can take yourself that don't require a ton of effort. And you could literally go to Walmart and get a white poster board for like 50 cents and then place some like cute items on top of it, such as a coffee mug, your laptop, maybe some ribbon, a cute notebook. Um, and I would also do this in open shade or window light. And if you need some inspiration, then I would go on Pinterest and just type in flat lays and it'll kind of maybe give you some ideas of things that you can put into a flat lay. You want to make it related to what you're doing though. However, you know, if you're a personal trainer and, you know, you do workout stuff, you could do a flat lay maybe with some weights on it or something like that, but you wouldn't want to put like a big piece of cake on there because <laughs> that just has nothing to do with what, you know, that's kind of the opposite of what you're trying to do as a personal trainer. So the more simple your flat lays are, the more pleasing to the eye they are going to be. So again, don't feel like you need to add in 500 items all scattered next to each other. And if you don't have the time to create your own images for your feed, another option would be to use stock images. There's a ton of places to find stock images online, either for free or you can pay for them. I like to use Canva for these or there's another website called pexels.com that has free stock images that are really, really beautiful. However, I do want to add, I feel like I need to add this disclaimer in here. Even though stock images are okay for you to use, you never ever want to take credit for the image itself, especially if you are a photographer. One, we don't want to take away from the artist that actually took the photo. And two, you don't want to come off as somebody basically saying that you took that image. You don't want it to appear as though you have taken that image 
as a photographer and then have somebody, you know, hire you to do something similar for them. But really, you're kind of just working on a lie because you didn't actually take that photo. So don't put yourself in that trap. Make sure you leave like a little comment saying it's not your photo. Give credit to the artist, whatever you have to do. Um, and then some websites actually require you to uh, do credit. Even if the images are free, they require you to put um, like a note somewhere around the image on who the artist is or link back to them. So just keep all that in mind if you're using stock images. And as a professional, like I said, as a professional photographer, I would probably just stick to using, if I'm going to use stock images, stock image flat lays for like office supply images or something like that. I would never use a stock image of a wedding day as a professional wedding photographer because that could get really confusing. The last thing I want to talk about is branding photos. So these are photos that are something that truly represents your brand and how you want people to feel when they're introduced to your brand. Um, chances are these are going to be photos of you. And if you are the face of your brand, then honey, you need to be posting photos of yourself on your Instagram feed. It doesn't matter if you're a photographer, a graphic designer, a shop owner, a horse trainer, a rancher, a coach, a trainer, like whatever it may be, people need to see who you are. This is the golden ticket to connecting with your followers and building relationships. And trust me, I get it, photos of yourself can feel so awkward. I totally feel you. I mean, we are not all professional models. So I want to help you learn how to up-level your branding and content photos of yourself because truth be told, it's one of the easiest ways to make sure that you always have a photo to post on Instagram every single day. So the first little tip is to create a mood board. So when planning for a branding shoot, I always suggest creating a mood board that is broken up into different sections. Have sections for things like posing, locations, clothing, lighting, I mean literally everything you can make a mood board on Pinterest or you can save images on Instagram into a specific board use this as like a reference when you're you know styling your outfits or poses on your shoot that way if you're out on location and you maybe feel a little uninspired you can just open up your phone and click on the board that you made and scroll through all the images to get yourself pumped up again the second little tip is to choose locations very intentionally we want to show our audiences our real life and our real day-to-day -day, even if it's mixed in a little bit with some curated content there's no problem with that but if you work from home and you sit at a desk every day take some cute photos at your desk if you work in coffee shops a lot do photos there if you love the beach and you live around the beach and it's a place you go to a lot do photos at the beach um, or riding horses or playing with your kids in your backyard. I mean, whatever your life looks like, make sure you're incorporating that into your locations for your content photos to help tell your story of your life and who you really are as that brand and that business. And then the other tip is to choose intentional outfits. So wear outfits that show your personality and the meaning behind your brand. Also, colors I find are extremely important when choosing outfits too. For me personally, my brand is very summery and warm and bright. And I want people to feel happy and bubbly when they meet my brand. So I try to wear lots of like loose, fun pieces of clothing. And I stick to warmer colors or neutral colors 
because trust me when I say the colors that you wear will also do wonders with how cohesive your feed looks on Instagram. So let's say you're on board with all these things, but you're thinking, okay, that's fine and dandy, Sarah, but I don't just have a professional photographer following me around all day to take these photos. Don't worry, girl, cause me either. And even as a professional photographer myself, I don't always like setting up my camera and making like a big production out of branding photos. Sometimes I just need a cute iPhone brand photo or a cute selfie. In this case, self-timers are our best friend. I mean, self-timers, whether it's on a DSLR camera or an iPhone, self-timers like get to know them because you're gonna love them. So once you have a location and your outfits figured out, set your phone on something where you will be able to get the angle that you want for the images and make sure there's good lighting and then you have to just start snapping away. It will feel super weird at first, but my suggestion is to play some music to get yourself loosened up and it's also going to add lots of movement into your images. And when you move around, you will naturally loosen yourself up so don't feel you know you don't you won't feel so stiff and awkward as time goes on and if you're moving around and if you're by yourself and like no one's watching you then girl you just gotta own it like nobody's there to judge you you just gotta do it right like suck it up and do it buttercup because this is this is how we're growing our businesses you gotta just get yourself in that kind of mindset now you might take 10 to 15 images maybe 50 images before you get the one that you want or one that you actually like but as time goes on and the more you do this the better you're going to be and get at this and you will be able to snap pictures that you need in literally no time at all. All right, friend, I hope you found this episode super helpful and that you are inspired to start creating pretty Instagram photos today. I want you to succeed and feel confident in all that you're doing within your business and honestly in your life. I know you can do this. I have so much faith in you. And if you ever need some Instagram inspo, you can always come hang out with me on the app or if you want more Instagram resources and freebies, you can head to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram to uplift up up level yo Instagram game in all the ways. <laughs> in case no one told you today, my friend, I am proud of you. You are beautiful and you're doing absolutely amazing right where you are. So until next time, cowgirls, cowboys, keep on riding along and I will see you in the next one. Bye guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.